For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Todd Lauer, an astronomer with the National Optical Astronomical Observatory. Welcome, Todd. Thank you. Todd, over the years, you've been involved with a variety of fascinating studies, ranging from working on the science team for the New Horizons mission to Pluto, to studying black holes in the center of galaxies, to studying the evolution of the large-scale structure of the universe. What's the commonality that uh, brought you to all those? Two things. One, they're just interesting questions that are fun to work on. The second is I like working with images, and all these involve taking pictures of one sort or another to ask interesting questions. You've been working at NOAO for nearly 30 years. How has the kind of work that you do with images changed in that length of time? Well, over my career, which is just a little bit longer than I've worked at NOAO, uh, the whole field of astronomical image processing really got started and took off. It happened at the start of the 80s when we introduced these fabulous detectors to astronomy called CCDs or charged coupled devices. They're very, very sensitive, uh, much more sensitive than the most sensitive film you could get back in the 80s. They produce near ideal data. And when we put them on telescopes, they multiplied the power of the telescopes by about a hundredfold or a thousandfold. They're good for for instruments in space. We put them on space probes, on space telescopes. And now at this epoch, you typically have a couple with you at all time. They're in your cell phones. It's what takes the pictures in cell phones. And so they make great data, but understanding how to get the information out of the data, how to answer questions with it, is a whole field of image processing. What's your major project at the moment that you're working on? The one that's taking a lot of attention is work I'm doing with New Horizons, which was the probe that went to Pluto. So we went to Pluto three years ago, and we didn't stop at Pluto. We just blew past it with a super high speed, you know, going out of the solar system and ultimately into the galaxy. Well, on the way out, we're going to explore the other part of the solar system beyond Pluto. And we picked an object that was discovered only four years ago, a little Kuiper Belt object called 2014 MU69, which is a purely technical designation. It means we discovered it in 2014, and the MU gives you a couple weeks in August, and then the 69 means the 69th object within those two weeks. So it's just a technical name. But this object, it looks like it's a primordial object left over from the start of the solar system completely unaltered or untouched. It's, it's spent four billion years in the outer part of the solar system. And so this is really the leftover material from which the solar system was made. So we were able to target New Horizons for a close encounter with this, which will take place on New Year's of next year. We have to spend an immense amount of time playing out what the spacecraft is going to do, how it has to take pictures, what we're going to do with the pictures. And that is an image processing problem in itself. One of the things that you did a while back was working with the Hubble Space Telescope in the early days, and I think everybody's aware of the, the problem with the aberration. How much can you deal with those images in the post-processing stage? So I was part of the first camera team. It was called the Wide Field Planetary Camera Team, and that was a CCD camera that was at the hardest space telescope when it was launched in 1990. When we launched it, we were very surprised to find that the mirror was misfabricated. Different parts of the mirror focused the light in different places. And so you had a sharp image surrounded by this great big blurry blob. It's sort of like looking through shower glass or 
If I went and smeared Vaseline on, you know, your windows looking out, you can see the stuff through it, but there's a lot of scattering and blurriness and haze, you know, from the smearing. And the thing to do was to fix the, the problem. And that's what they did after three years. We had instruments that went up, which had improved optics, which could compensate for the air in the mirror. And once we knew exactly what it was, it was easy to make optics to compensate. But... Uh, during the first three years, we had the telescope up there. So the question is, what science could we do with this aberrated telescope? And for very bright objects, where we had a lot of light coming in and could overpower you know, some of the noise with the blurring, it worked very well. And we were able to do quite a bit in the first three years. That part of the history is not generally told, but we have papers which are still important from the first three years of the tel telescope when it was, quote, broken. And image processing really was the way that we were able to you know, save some of the data from that. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.